All right, we are live. Welcome to the uh, J&J Houston Sportscast. My name is John Fuentes, and you all know James Ray. Uh, what's going on, James? How you guys doing this evening? <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about. Um, if you guys been, guys have been listening before, we would talk about you know the Texans, the Astros, the Rockets. But today, there's really only Texans news that we're going to cover because that's what's been dominating you know the news wire. So uh, we're going to start off with the Miami game uh, that we you know didn't get to talk about immediately after we both had some things we had to tend to but uh ray what'd you think about the game the texans performance and uh what you saw from the texans against miami even though it was against miami it was definitely it was awesome it was awesome to see everything that we've been wanting to see we saw in that game uh deshaun looked loose he looked uh he looked comfortable he looked like he was on a mission uh everyone was doing what they had to do to uh to win the game Defense didn't look half bad, even though they did give up quite a bit to Brock Osweiler. But hey, we, we got the W. It was it was one of the yeah, like Danny just said, it was one of the best victories of the season, man. It was it was a relief to watch. It was one of the first Texans games. I think you'll agree with me that I've watched that I've actually been able to enjoy and not worry about them screwing it up. So uh, it was it was really nice to see, man. It was it was definitely. Uh, awesome to see Brock go down on a, on a different level, but, uh, but, and do some Brock like things, you know, he was very Brock ish, if you will. So uh, it was, it was really nice to see, but um, uh, we're, we're moving on to Denver and, Oh my God, this, this will be even funnier with what we're going to talk about here in a minute. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see, you know, and I, we, if you listen last week, I talked about how last week's you know victory. I I was actually able to enjoy the win, but this one took it to a completely different level. I really enjoyed this one because they they stomped out a team that they really should have beaten. I mean, they played to the best of their ability that game. Offense looked great. I think Deshaun threw for more touchdowns than he had in completions. Uh, something Bill O'Brien has apparently seen so much of that it's not even impressive to him. But. Uh, you know, it, it was just great. The defense clicked. The offense clicked. Everything was great. And it was just good to see. And, and we talked about it again in last week's win, but Deshaun looked happy. He was having fun. He was out there smiling, doing his thing, dancing around, all that stuff. So it was good to see that. Um, and it makes me a lot more confident heading into uh, Denver. Um, I'm a lot more confident for other reasons that we'll get to later, but um, I'm, I'm a lot more confident than I was before uh, now that we're heading into Denver. Right. It's just the whole, the whole Denver is a very beatable team, but they're also a team that plays that's very scary and plays uh, really good in their home field. So I don't put anything past them. I try to make sure that, you know, we got to remember we're still, we're still a Texans team and I hope Bill O'Brien game plan as well. Uh, Brandon, what's up, man? What's going on? Good to see you here. Steven. Hi, what's going on? It's good to see you here. Uh, Danny, Danny, remember what Hancha said? Say Brock three times, and the number seventeen will somehow magically end up in Houston again. That's blasphemy, man! Don't say that crap. Come on, man. We try. I, I don't want that man anywhere near this franchise. I don't even want him playing SaberCats rugby for this city, man. I, I don't even want him near us, man. It's it's so bad. Dennis, welcome, man. Welcome. I got a lot of people coming in here. I think we're at eight right now. Yeah, we got we got some people in here. 
guys, hit the hit the like button for us, man. Because if you want some more of this stuff, likes likes matter. We gotta make sure we got all those likes up. Dislike it if you want to. It don't matter. <laughs> but uh, you know, back to you know Miami. Um, I'm gonna admit I was a little worried that Brock was gonna come in and light it up because you know he had some decent performances beforehand. He was. I think he had a very good game against the, the Bears. Obviously, they won that game. Um, and just the fact that I know he doesn't like Bill O'Brien and he was probably going to want to play with a little bit more umph in his game. Um, but that didn't really happen. He turned the ball over. He played terribly. There was a turnover that we should have gotten on that stupid rule. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but that should have been a recovery for a touchdown. And, ah, man, the defense looked great. Um I don't know, man. I've never seen them click with Bill O'Brien like that, and it looked really good to see, especially with, you know, we'll get to him in a minute, but Fuller running all over, you know, the defense. Hopkins getting that insane catch. Um, Miller had a, a de- decent game too. And Watson looked amazing. I mean, this is the team that we've been expecting. This is the team that we knew they could be. So it was nice to see that. The defense, of course, did their job. Um and I'm really excited for that. But I know you have a lot you want to talk about in regards to Fuller. I've been a big fan of this guy since the beginning of the season. I thought he had some really good things to offer the offense. And you made out the point, yeah, he can't stay healthy. Uh, and he can't stay healthy. He tore he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. So I know you have some gloating you want to do about that. So go ahead. Oh, Willie Fuller. Um, I've been saying it since we drafted him, man. Um 11 games, 11 touchdowns with at Deshaun Watson at the helm. You can't discredit that. He seemingly got better every year. Again, you can't discredit that either. But what you can say, is just like Clowney, he's injured every season. Your best ability is what? Your availability. And he is five, six games in, and he's out. It's almost like kind of watching like Arian Foster all over again. It's just, I mean, you think you've got – um, you've got something going, and the next thing you know, he's down and out. And it's like, and so now what do we do? You know, okay, so we go and we pick up Thomas, and we'll see what happens with that, and we'll get more into that later. But, you know, you spoke about uh, quarterbacks not liking Bill O'Brien. Well, Case Keenum <laughs> wrote a book. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, uh, describing how Bill O'Brien said he was nothing more than a third-string quarterback. I, I admit Maybe that's a little bit ring into his words, but um, it would not put it. Pa- I would not put it past old butt chill Ben, uh, Bill, to make that statement. Quite frankly, um, we'll see what happens, man. I like. I, it would not shock me if Case has a little extra hitch in his giddy up, and he starts throwing the ball around. You got to keep in mind this Denver team can move the ball. They can move the ball well. I don't know how well they can move, uh, you know, on this defense, but our defense was solid, man. Our defense, our defense, the only thing that I'm very worried about my defense is their corners. And again, we'll go in that into that here in a minute, and because uh, I know we we're, we're going to talk a little bit about you know, kind of the trade and its stuff. So, but you know, thank you guys for coming in and watching us. Uh, we're just, we're going to keep trying to do these. Um, you know, we're. <laughs> We're just sports fans like everybody else, man. So we're going to talk every – we'll talk every sports in Houston. It's mainly Texans tonight just because of what they brought uh, uh, to the trade deadline and what they did to pretty much get rid of a, a valid need 
uh, on this team. So we'll see what happens, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah, and, you know, it was nice to finally see them address something that really needed to be done. Like, okay, we lost Fuller. We need to replace Fuller. You know, as, as much as we like Kiki, he's probably not a guy that can start opposite Hopkins at the two role. So they needed to go out. They needed to find a guy, and they got a guy. They got a proven guy, a guy who's been to several, a, a pro bowler. Um, now, he's had his issues, Demarius Thomas. For those of you who haven't heard, uh, which I'm sure you have by now if you're a hardcore Texans fan, the Houston Texans traded for uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, formerly now formerly of the Denver Broncos. I believe they gave up, what, a fourth and a seventh? And then, or, or was it just a fourth? I think a fourth and a seventh, and they got Demarius and a seventh in return. Yeah, they flopped seven, and we gave a fourth for Thomas. Yeah, so we got Thomas in that trade uh, before the deadline, and now he will be uh, opposite Hopkins. I'm not sure, I'm not really confident how much he's actually going to be playing on Sunday. I hope he gets to get in there a good while. Um but I'm I'm not sure, I'm really not sure how much we're gonna see of him uh, this week, but we'll see. You know, I, I hope we do get to see a lot of him. Um, but he has had his issues um, since Peyton Manning left. He's had a significant increase in drops, and that's a little concerning. But I, I, like I told James earlier when we talked about this, I'm willing to risk it. I'm I'm willing to take. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. This guy is proven. He's going to finally be having a good quarterback throwing to him in Houston. Um, and honestly, he's not going to get as, as much of a, a workload that he had in Denver. I mean, sure, he, he wasn't the, you know, Emmanuel Sanders emerged as Case Keenum's favorite this year. That was very evident. But he was still catching a lot of passes or being targeted a lot. Here, you have Hopkins, you have Kiki. The tight ends are getting in on the game. They're still going to sling it to Lamar Miller. You're not the prime guy. There's a lot less work off your shoulders. So I, I really think that's going to play into him having a much better season in Houston, a much easier time in Houston. And I think uh, we're going to see some special stuff from him uh, this Sunday if he does play. I hope he does. And I, I, I think we should note the trade isn't completely official. He still has to pass his physical tomorrow. But usually, I don't want to jinx anything, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that, Usually that shouldn't be an issue. That's in, in very rare cases do you see stuff like that not work out. But um, it's not official till tomorrow when he passes his physical. So after that, we should be all clear. Okay, so positives and negatives of Demarius Thomas. Uh, I'll start with the negatives. Negatives is sometimes, man, he. Uh, um, I, I gotta tell you, sometimes he. Sometimes he has drop issues. Let's be honest. I mean, sometimes his hands aren't is the greatest in the world. For as much grief as I get fuller about drop passes, uh, sometimes this man drops passes just as much. Uh, like Danny said, his contract after the season is a little crazy um, going into next season, but that's okay because the cap will increase, and we still haven't signed Clowney. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to re-sign him, and if anything, they'll probably just franchise him for a team that hardly ever franchises. Unless they're going to pull another Mario Williams, which is a whole other scenario altogether. Uh, back to Marius Thomas. Um, those are the only real things that, I, like him not picking up the playbook right away, because you know how Bill O'Brien is with, oh, got to be able to pick up my genius savant playbook. Oh, you know, I don't know how well that's going to play into, but time will tell with that. Um, what I will say, uh, Steve, Steve Fart, my boy Stephen Fart said this in the chat. 
Uh, his QB since Peyton has been abysmal. We're talking Brock Osweiler, Peyton, uh, Patton Lynch, or Peyton Lynch, or whatever the hell his name is, and now Case Keenum. So let's be, let's, let's just think, just think about what you're, what he's working with. So now, like uh, you know, John said, now he's going to a team where the workload is not too much. You got to keep in mind they made this trade completely based on they went to Wes Welker, uh, who played with him for a couple years when he was drafted as a rookie. So Wes is very familiar with him, who's our receivers coach right now. Um, you also got to think the athletic training staff that we have now was in Denver, so they're familiar with his body type. And his work ethic and how he does things. So you have to take all that in because Bill, Bill and Brian did not go into this thing. I'll give him credit going, well, yeah, Demarius Thomas was good, but he's probably not going to be that much better than we got. No, they they did their homework on this. I'm just saying with Hop, with Hop on one side and him on the other, even if he doesn't know the playbook and you just have him running just a few routes or just learning just a few uh, routes on the fly – uh, you know, you you got to have him out there as a decoy at the bare minimum, at least to give Hop, you know, stretch the field for Hop. Uh, you also got to remember, think about this receiving tree starting next season. You want to talk about loaded? Oh yeah. You got two outstanding slot guys. That Fuller, I'm still convinced. You put Fuller in the slot and keep him in motion, and teams are going to have nightmares of him down the middle on post routes. I guarantee it. If you in that with you know Kiki coming back plus Thomas, plus Hawkins. Are you kidding me? We won't even need tight ends, except for maybe to stay in and block because our abysmal offensive line. But, I mean, you got to be – just just think about what's going on right now. They they gave up a fourth-round pick. They gave up nothing. When does Houston ever hit on fourth-round picks? Let's be honest. I'm just saying, throughout the history of the Houston franchise, fourth-round picks are not really big contributors. I'm just saying, you got to – you have to put all of it in perspective, not just the trade itself and what he's going to do immediately. It's not just now, but it's also next year. And I actually got to give Gain a little bit of credit. Uh, I always said I want to give Gain the rest of this year to see what he can do. I, like totally judge him. Um, and so far, I can't say anything too bad. I mean, you know, the Honey Badger signing. Now you got the Thomas trade, which you should hardly ever, ever ever trades during during that trade deadline and it's just weird it seems like okay so they think about the Dwayne Brown trade they traded Brown to get a second and actually a corner and another pick but that corner felt as physical the only thing that scares me about this trade is Thomas has to pass his physical tomorrow if he doesn't pass it the trade's null and void which means that Denver's gonna have to give up something for nothing and that is just gonna really suck so you know Let's let's just kind of take a pause back and just step back and think about everything that's going on. Uh, the one thing that I will say to transition into our next topic is I'm very supremely surprised that with the abysmal corner play we have and the lack of depth at corner at this point, that Brian Gain did not go out and make a make a signing for corner. There are two corners out there that I guarantee if you would have gave him a second and maybe a player. They would have traded would have been uh, would have been Peterson, uh, Patrick Peterson from Arizona or Janoris Jenkins. The good the Giants are in the dump right now. They're trying to dump salary. They're trying to reload. And and I guarantee you, Jenkins is not a part of that plan. So I'm just saying, man, it just you have to think about it. I mean, you also got like 
you know, like Danny said, Bruce Ellington's also come back in that receiver mix. Like, I mean, you for you went from potentially a very weak wide receiver core to a very like I, I can't think of another four receivers in the league that scare me other than what Houston has at this moment and what they could potentially put on the field uh, starting next year. Yeah, like you said, I'm surprised myself that we didn't go after a corner. Uh, I really do think we could have got Jenkins. I think we could have got Peterson. I was really, you know, hoping. And the thing is, I don't, I don't even know if they attempted to because shortly after the news broke that we traded for Thomas, there now there were reports going around that we were looking at Philip Dorsett from New England, who is a fast receiver, solid hands. It would have been a hell of a guy in the return game, but. I, I, I really think that they should have been focusing more on the secondary on the defensive side of the ball. Um, if you're going to go after another offensive piece in the trade uh, before the trade deadline, you should have went after a lineman. But even at that, defense, the secondary, I believe, is a more pressing issue after you've already kind of balanced things out by adding Thomas. So I really do think that they kind of you know missed the ball on that a bit. Um, I would have loved to see Peterson. I, I, I still don't know if they would have let him go for a second round pick. I, I just, um, I, I really think that they would have held out for a first. I, I truly believe that. And I think that's why he wasn't traded, but Jenkins. Yeah, I can believe Jenkins can go for a second. I think that we could have gotten him. why we didn't, who knows, maybe, uh, Gaines just holds, you know, too much, uh, stock in the, in a second round pick. I don't know, but, um, I, I'm I am disappointed that we didn't target a corner, but I'm I'm very happy that we at least did something. We don't typically do that. We typically just stay very quiet and look to our depth when it comes to you know an injury or whatever. But I'm glad that he took the initiative to go out to trade to get Thomas to potentially have the biggest trade of you know the de- the deadline. Uh, I know Golden Tate went to Philadelphia and you know some other stuff happened, but I, I really think that. You know Thomas's trade to that was a bull, that was a bogus trade, dude. <laughs> that, they gave up a third for Golden Tate. Come on, man. Yeah, like you got robbed. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, even even for Philly, that's pretty bad. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, but like I said, I, I I really do think that trade was uh you know I, I'm really glad he did it. He took initiative, and it was it was the talk of the town. You know, on social media, the, the whole football fan base was talking about it. So. Uh, that that was nice to see, and uh, I'm really, really, really interested to see how this plays out, especially with him. <laughs> how odd is that he's gonna go right into it against Denver? The, I mean, that's that's crazy. He's he the got, Wayne Brown thing all over again. Yeah, Seriously. yeah, that, that that's that's insane that we did that twice in a row already. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see it. I can't wait, and uh, I, I really do think that he's gonna be a, a productive part of the offense once he gets acclimated. Yeah. Just shout out real quick to H Train. Welcome, uh, wise. Some of the soft sports coming to us. That's that's nice to see, man. I see everyone coming in here. Um, the, the funny thing about all these all these trades that could have been possible is you have you have to think about what you have to go up. And you know, I, I think this is a good thing. I didn't want Deshaun Jackson here. I know everyone was all about that. I just I didn't think it would have been. It would have been – I mean, yeah, he would have stretched the field, but other than that, what it would he have done? I mean, his contract would have been crazy. I mean, there's a there's just a number of things that I didn't like about hearing Deshaun Jackson come come to Houston. I just – I wasn't really impressed with that. Um, 
to you know to a point someone said i mean what would we have to get a quality o lineman i mean jesus the way people are going for picks right now and the way how offensive linemen seem to be a scarcity as far as trading or any even picking up free agency there i honestly can't think of one guy that just goes yeah let's go after him i i can't think of one and that's saying something because usually every year there's like one or two people you can kind of maybe take a stab at, but in this case, man, there there was no one during the trade down for. And again, O line and corner, man, for whatever reason, let's not address that for two years in a row. That just, I still don't understand that, man. I, you know, I've said it many times on the Sauce Nation that we actually we were all saying it. You got to go O line and corner, and what they do, they went safety and. It went everywhere else except what we needed, it seemed like. so. But, uh, you know, in the end, we're going to find out exactly if this trade is going to pan out or not. In my, per- in my personal opinion, man, giving up a fourth for someone that like Thomas, who to me at this point in his career is a true number two and can produce, to me he's kind of like an Andre Johnson of like 2012-13, you know, kind of on the back end of the career. Uh, still can produce big ass body, great possession receiver. Again, his drops kind of worry me, but I mean, considering what we had in the in the in the stable for wide receiver, I, I'm I'm content. Because let's be honest, you're gonna pick a fourth round pick with that pick, and they're probably not gonna pan out on this team. You know, it just our fourth round pick history is even with Gain versus Smith versus Casterly, it's 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 been bad, like historically bad. So, I mean, I, I can't complain too much about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, and, and honestly, uh, even before this trade, you know, maybe, call me cocky, whatever, I, I didn't think there was a doubt that we were going to win the division, uh, especially, you know, a- after seeing, you know, the five-game win streak, everything. We're, we finally seem like we're on a roll. We got our stuff together. I truly believe we're going to win the division. I truly believe we're going to make the playoffs. But there are... Some tough teams to get past, uh, you know, potentially in the playoffs against in the AFC. So, do you see us getting far potentially if we make it? I mean, there's teams in there like Kansas City, New England. Um, you're probably going to have to worry about Baltimore if they make it in. Who, honestly, I'm not too worried about Baltimore. Um, maybe maybe Pittsburgh. But the two teams that really stand out to me, obviously, are New England and Kansas City. Kansas City is on a roll with Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But do you think that? we could make a run that we could compete with these teams at this point with this current roster? Oh God, man, that's a great question. Um, my initial jerk reaction is no, we're, we're, a, we're an AFC contender tops. I mean, I'm not really, yeah, I'm with Danny. I'm not scared of Pittsburgh. I actually think we match up pretty well against Pittsburgh, believe it or not. Uh, well, other than <laughs> Brown on our corners, but I also think that, you know, we have good safety, good enough safety play that if we need to, we can double them up and, and not be too hurt by it. Um, I'm not I'm not really worried about Baltimore because I think they're going to fizzle out. And honestly, I feel the same way about KC. KC historically starts off really strong. They're the toast of the NFL, and then they just bomb. They just bomb out. And unfortunately, unfortunately, KC and Houston, they always have a history pass, and it's just – I just honestly – I don't see Houston. I see Houston winning maybe one playoff game and then probably meeting the Pats again and then probably getting killed again. Or if Deshaun 
actually rights the ship and looks like what he did last year when he faced him or Seattle, then I would I would probably then I'd probably say something. Then I'd probably be a little more on the train. But I mean, I, I was just trying. I'm just trying now just to just to come to grips with. Okay, we could possibly win the division. I, I'm not even worried about playoffs because honestly, there's so much that needs to improve, and we keep trending up. As long as we keep trending up, I I I, I have a little more faith every week. But you know, I'm still a realistic fan, and I'm still, you know. Y'all know who I am, man. I, I keep it ridiculously real. I don't, I don't, you know, bye, day, take care, man. I just, um, I just try to make sure that I keep myself on an even keel and not try to get on the bandwagon, so to speak, of, oh, we're Super Bowl bound team. Because unfortunately, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of hype that, oh, yeah, it's, they've won this many in a row. And I get that. And it, it look, and again, they keep trending up. But what's going to happen when they run into a buzzsaw like Kansas City? What's going to happen when they play Pittsburgh? Well, you know, here, here you go. What's going to happen if they play New England again? Like, I mean, you have to seriously think about, do you trust the roster for the, not even just the roster, but do you trust the coaching staff to get you that W for the AFC is, is in my opinion, weak this year. And it's ours for the taking if it all clicks together. But here we are. I mean, we're yeah, we're first in our vision, but I mean, I gotta be honest with you, we, you know, everyone seems to be trending up except for Jacksonville. I mean, let's just look at. I mean, Andrew Luck is for someone who has a really bum arm. This guy is throwing like 60 times a game. He's throwing up phenomenal numbers. Hell, he damn near beat us. If it wasn't for a botched play by his coach. I mean, you gotta think about it. just we're we're literally one, two, three. We're literally three games where we could. Those could have easily been losses. Yeah, you have again put everything into perspective. The bottom line for me is: Do I trust Bill O'Brien? And I still, right now, do not trust Bill O'Brien. Therefore, I can't get on the Super Bowl bandwagon. I just can't. Yeah, neither can I. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything about Super Bowl. Like you said, I'm I'm expecting. I'm optimistic about playoffs. I think we win the division. I'm, I think we make the playoffs, but. I'm expecting it to be the same as every year, divisional round exit. Same 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 time, same thing that that always happens when we make the playoff, divisional round and most of them have been against uh New England. New England knocks us out of the playoffs. I think they've done it twice already now. Um that's just the way it is. And I I really think this team obviously more than than teams past I truly believe they can beat the Patriots. I do. Especially with this roster we have right now, I really think we can beat New England. But like you said, the coaching, good lord. Especially when Bill O'Brien's against uh, Belichick, it's it's like he has something he wants to prove, and he wants to do all these silly screens. And hey, I can throw screens too. Hey, I can run draw plays too. Hey, I can I can do the same thing Belichick can do. Like I've said before on the show, the man's a legend in his own mind. He's he he he's cocky when he loses. He's even cockier when he wins. He he thinks that he's God's greatest gift to football. Uh, just look at the way he talks to some of the reporters after the game in the post uh, post game you know conference or whatever. Uh, right to me, to me, it's like it's like that kid, the little kid that always plays like basketball with his dad, and he's like, "I'm gonna beat you this time. I'm gonna beat you. I got <laughs> I, can, I got confidence. But I'm gonna beat you." And your dad just beats your ass every time, and you can't do nothing about it. It's the same concept, man. If my dad's in here watching, that was a shout-out to you, old man. I'm just saying. 
So, <laughs> but that's just that's how it seems, man. And you're absolutely right. He, he is a legend in his own mind. That is the best way to describe Bill freaking O'Brien, man. That's it's as simple as it gets. Yeah, and I, I I'm sorry, I don't trust them. I don't care that we're on a five game win streak. Honestly, let's be honest. Most of those wins, especially the first three, they were handed to us. They, they, they were handed to us, and the last two, sure, you know, yeah, we, we earned those wins. I'll say that. We we trounced Jacksonville. We beat the brakes off of Miami, but the thing with those two games were Bill O'Brien was still stubborn in his play calling. Nothing changed in his play calling. It just worked this time, but he doesn't adapt to games still. When we find ourselves in a funk, when, when it's time to start passing, when it's time to actually start attacking through the air the man just refuses to do it he's so stubborn in his play calling and the only reason we've looked so dominant in these past two games is because his his style of play calling has actually worked he's actually been able to pound the rock he's actually been able to get some good play play action uh off of uh, deshaun watson chunk it down the field fuller burned scorched miami secondary hopkins same thing insane game for everyone it worked. Will it work against Denver? I don't know. Well, let's let's move into Denver. Denver, hell of a pass rush, hell of a pass rush, a nasty pass rush. They got two guys off the edge who are killing it right now. This offensive line, I don't know how they're going to stack up against them. I don't. I don't. I don't know. This is. I I think that the defense, uh, Denver's defense, can give us issues. I hope not, but I, I think they can. Defensively, I'm not worried. Case Keenum doesn't scare me. He just doesn't. Um, I, I, I think defensively will be sound as long as the offense doesn't keep the defense on the field too long, like they, you know, tend to do sometimes. So I, I, I hope so. I, I really hope that, you know, offensively, Bill's still able to get his system off against Denver. Um, I, I just don't know if he's, uh, I, I hope, I hope the luck doesn't run out this game because it'd, it'd be really sad to, to see that end that way i really think we can beat out the rest of our schedule philadelphia is the only team that's like eh, maybe that's the only game that kind of scares me the rest of the way it should be easy any other nfl team with this with this schedule if the patriots had this schedule there'd be no doubt that they'd win out there'd be no doubt whatsoever but with bill o'brien calling the shots i i i can't be sure of anything the matchup that scares me the most you know what? Screw it. It's not even a matchup. The man that scares me the most is Von Frickin' Miller. Oh, yeah. For the love of God, we ha- if we don't stop him, we're not going to win. I-, I-, I honestly believe that. I-, I Not only with our O-line, but let's be honest. I think Von Miller could catch Deshaun Watson from the backside if, if, if he took mm-hmm. off. Yeah. If DW4 takes off running and Miller's on a clean sprint, I'm almost positive he could catch him from behind. That's scary in itself if you think about it. They have to leave someone in the chip. They have because our offensive linemen, you can't do a one-on-one with Von Miller, or you're gonna get trounced. It's, you can't. You cannot do it. He's been doing it for eight damn seasons. You cannot leave that man one-on-one. And teams, for whatever reason, routinely leave. It's like they have complete faith in their tackle to. Stop Von Miller, and it's 
it's almost a futile point. I mean, it's like trying it's like trying to have someone say one on one on Clowney or one on one on what you just you can't do it unless someone's helping out with a chip or something or you got him on a double team or you're running a lot of misdirection and running him out of the play or something like like you just have to find a way to get that man away from Sean Watson. If you don't, it's going to be a long night and Miller is prone. You saw it against, uh, against Cam Newton and you see, actually you see it every year with him. He is prone to swiping down on the ball and getting on fumbles. I, I love the Sean Watson, but the man, man gives up turnovers. It's funny. It's funny with Deshaun Watson. What you what what people don't realize is the reason why people are so enamored with him right here is because when he doesn't turn the ball over, he's phenomenal. When he has no turnovers or one turnover and that's it, he has a great game. When he does when he turns the ball over more than a couple times, Houston is seemingly out of it. That's just and again, that's normally how it should work, but the great ones, the Brady's, the Rogers, things like that, the Breezes, uh, they can come back would, despite those turnovers. I don't think Watson's at that level yet. I think he's got – again, he still hasn't played a full season of football technically. Again, still hasn't. So, you know, again, we're, we're kind of looking at him as a rookie still, even though he's in his second year. I was actually really concerned that he was going to have a sophomore slump. But like I – Saying it's progressively gotten better each week, and this with and what you have a, like bruised lungs or something like that, like a punctured lung or something. Like, I mean, you have him playing despite that and still getting better as time moves on. And it, I just think that if he has the right pieces and they game plan the right way, he's going to succeed. But it comes back to: Do you absolutely trust Bill O'Brien? I don't trust O'Brien. I definitely don't sure. I sure as hell don't trust this offensive line, and that's a bad combination for keeping DW4 upright. Period. And the man, the man has got balls. That's for sure, without a without a doubt, Brandon. The man's got king size elephant titus. He is he is good to go. He'll he don't matter what's going on, and I love that about him. But sometimes, like like you say, man, he's he's sometimes he just tries to do a little too much. That's just, the way it works but he's getting better and that's all we can ask for honestly yeah and i like what steven said in the chat uh he said i fully believe ob goes by a full game script that that sounds very accurate to me you know usually you see him do run run pass run 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 and third and long draw play uh screen pass you know shovel pass it's it's always the same thing you can you his offense is so predictable so predictable um, and it's sad when someone who's not an NFL coach, such as myself, I, I can't remember if it was the game. Who did we play before Jacksonville? Was it Buffalo? I, I, I think it was Buffalo. I was calling some of his plays before they happened. And one of them in particular was on the goal line. It was a shovel pass. It's like, this guy's going to try and run the shovel pass. Sure enough, he ran a shovel pass. Didn't work. They were stopped at the goal line. It was very frustrating. I should not be able to predict what this man's going to do each and every time they step up to the line. So that's at least yeah. that, that's at least that's at, I'm not joking. That's at least if you ask my wife, she can't stand watching the games with me because I'm I'm losing my mind because 60% of the plays I'm calling before they're snapped. 
I, I only watch them every Sunday. Someone who gets paid to do it, I'm sure knows it's coming. Like, he, you, again, another baffling Bill mess. It just uh, drives me nuts, man. Yeah, and that's what scares me about Denver is they have such a talented pass rush. And like you said, that offensive line, Von Miller, he could have one of the best games of his career against this offensive line. He really could. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I wouldn't be surprised if he had three or four sacks in this game. Um, I'm really scared for Deshaun's health when he goes up against a pass rusher of this caliber. Um, so, yeah, it's a little worrisome. And and Deshaun has shown, you know, like Brandon said, he's got balls. He goes out there. He's not afraid to lower his pads. He's not afraid to try and extend the play, even if it means that he's going to get sacked and take a loss of yards. I mean, he can be reckless at times. He really can. He can hold on to the ball too long. He, he constantly says, I'm just trying to make a play. He'll chunk it up into the end zone. Sometimes he gets picked off. I mean, this is this is what the guy does sometimes. And like you said, it's, it's still technically he hasn't had a full year of play yet. This is kind of still his rookie year. He hasn't played a full, uh, I don't believe he's played a full 16 games yet. Maybe he just played a 16th. I'm not sure. But this is still technically his rookie season in a way. His first year got cut short. He's still learning. He's still playing against, you know, some of the best guys in the league. He's still got stuff to learn. So he's still going to make some dumb mistakes. He's still going to do some dumb stuff. But when he does it, at least he's getting out of the way now so he doesn't do it later. Um, I, I, I'm sure he's learning from this stuff. As, as stupid as Bill's play calling is, I'm sure he's talking to him. Now, you mentioned something interesting uh, a few games ago to where Deshaun just looked like he'd had it with Bill. He kind of like brushed him off and went went over to uh to the bench and kind of ignored him. Bill had to go over there and talk to him uh, about w- whatever it was that just happened. Uh, you mentioned that. Once Bill starts to lose Deshaun, that's when we're going to have big issues. And I hope that that doesn't happen. I really don't. But I'm not convinced that this guy – I'm not convinced the Texans can win a Super Bowl with this guy coaching. I'm not. I, I, until he's gone, we're going to have to have another terrible se- – I'm fully convinced. We're going to have to have another terrible season to get this guy fired, to get a coach who's going to put Deshaun in a system where he can succeed, similar to a system the way the Eagles run their offense or the way uh, Kansas City runs their offense. That's Those are systems where Deshaun can succeed, where his skills can be the the driving force of the offense. Right now, Bill O'Brien is making Deshaun run – his playbook he's making Deshaun fit into his system when he should be fit fit, focusing the offense around Deshaun Watson make this guy look like the stud he was in Clemson the reason you traded up to draft this guy and make him the face of your organization and I don't think he's going to be doing that anytime soon I think it's going to take another terrible season he's going to to get him fired to bring in a coach hopefully bring in a coach who knows what he's doing Uh, because the Texans haven't had good luck with coaches in the you know ever ever so um yeah man denver denver is scary um i'm really not sure what to think of the game if you ask me to give you a prediction right now i couldn't um i I think it's 50 50 right now honestly the the defense is what really scares me um the defense our defense being on the field too long scares me um i don't know i have no idea i'm gonna steal a quote from bill o'brien i don't know (laughs) Yeah, so what's what's your prediction, man? 
You know we got to give you – we do it every week. Yeah. You go first, and I, I don't know, man. I'm still racking my brain around it. All right. So um, I was pretty close last week, right? I'm pretty uh, sure. I don't remember what you predicted, actually. I think we both predicted a little bit of a – not blowout, but the Texans win by a few. Yeah, I, I said I said twenty one I said twenty one twenty seven something like that. Okay. I was something like that, but I was way off on the on the on the, on the, on the home points, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, no, I honestly um, I'm expecting I'm expecting a little tougher game. Uh, quite frankly, um, you know, lighter air, thinner air, I should say, thinner air in Denver, harder to breathe, harder to run. Some Houston players may not be used to that. Um, uh, I got, I got to give him the edge though. So I, I would, I would probably say, um, I'll say, I'll say 30, 23. Okay. That, what I'll go, Houston. That was close. That, that's close to mine. I was going to say 31, 27. Okay. I was going to well, say 31, 27 Houston. Um, right. I have faith that they can beat <laughs> these guys. I do. It's just. Von Miller honestly is it can be the game changer. He can. I mean, he can completely shut down this offense, just bulldozing Houston's offensive line, and and, right. and, and possibly hurting Deshaun. I hope that doesn't yeah. happen, but it's very possible with this offensive line. Um, that was the Denver KC score. Oh, was it? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Uh, that's, that's I don't know if he's referring to yours or mine, but uh, yeah. Um, Friend of mine, actually. Okay, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I think if the offense can get rolling, if if Deshaun can get the ball out of his hands quickly, um, I think we'll be all right. I, I, we can beat this team. We can. But like I said, the offensive line play calling that that that's what's going to make or break us. Right. So uh, for those who are new to our channel, uh, we're we're coming up on by week in a couple weeks right yeah we got yeah. a bye week coming up I, uh I think during, this game. we're gonna keep doing uh we're we're gonna keep doing live uh podcasts basically uh for the most part um all the way up to the bye week and then we have something special <laughs> planned for the bye week i've been oh, looking forward to this forever it is awesome so uh we're gonna have kind of a a draft so to speak uh we're doing NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball all-time draft team. It's going to be a roundtable draft. We're going to have rules to it. We're going to have the live chat going. You know, we kind of vote on whose team thinks they can take out the other team. But uh, there's going to be rules to it. It'll be stipulations. You know, like you can't have like Earl, you know, Earl Campbell playing fullback. You know, you can't have Terrell Owens playing tight end. You know, can I have Aaron uh, Hernandez? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're going to have – so that's coming up. And I think that's going to be a blast because there, there is no – it's not about who's going to win it. It's just about how you're going to put your team together. Yeah, so uh, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what's going on uh, with that. But we're going to have suggestions. And uh, subscribe to our channel. Leave comments in this uh, section below about maybe – some of the rules that you guys would want to see, I uh, will take them in consideration, and then we'll have a list of rules, and then we'll have our draft. I know John is probably doing research because that's just the kind of guy he is. Uh, I've already kind of got mine in my head already, but 
uh, you always got to have a backup plan in case he takes my Joe's. So, you know, I got to make sure I got it going. Yeah, you know, yeah. Aaron Hernandez will not be a draft choice. God, Brandon, come on, man. I love it. Yeah, but see, but it's going to be things like that that are going to be funny because you're going to have two Jamokes on stream. They're going to do something stupid and say something like Matt Schaub or, <laughs> or like, you know, someone, you know, or they'll probably like say, I don't know, like uh, Morton Anderson as the hunter or something like that. You know what I mean? Like some outlandish crap, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. We can't wait to do it. I, again, like I know he's geared up. I can see it in his face. <laughs> he's gearing up, getting stuff ready to go. I have half my offensive and, line. Uh, I, got my, I got my my list. You know how I am about my list. I always do my research and stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to it, but um, we're going to bring uh, some more Houston uh, talk coming uh, Astros. We didn't do Astros or Rockets because, let's be frank, there's really not too much going on with either or. I mean, the Astros free agents were released, and it was who we thought it would be. I mean, you know, we could sit there and go about who we think would be good free agent acquisitions, but to be honest with you, it all depends on who's released. will depend on what, you know, what we want to go to. And we can have hypotheticals and stuff like that, but we thought the Demaryius Thomas thing, plus we missed the Miami uh, podcast because we had personal things going on. Uh, plus the Denver chat coming up. So we wanted to do all that today, guys. And, uh, we, you know, we want to thank you for coming out and coming to our live stream and talking with us. And uh, I think, John, if you're okay with it, we're going to do – we'll do about five or ten minutes of just ask questions. We'll just answer questions. Oh, yeah, sure. From the chat and see what they want to do. Just yeah. kind of go from there. So you guys – so here's – so in the chat, if you have any questions, football-related or not, it don't matter. You know what? Open forum, dude. This is this is you know open line Friday, like Rush Limbaugh would say. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, you know whatever it is, you know leave a question in the chat. Uh, actually, kind of hashtag who it's directed to, whether John or myself, um, and then we'll just answer those questions. So we'll open it up for about five minutes. So y'all go ahead and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to leave any dead air here. So. Uh, we can just keep talking until we we get a question. Yeah. But as far as that fantasy draft goes, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, like you said, the wheels are already turning. I'm already kind of and there's going to be debates, which I think is going to be the be the best part of it. You know, I'm sure you'll have someone that you pick up at quarterback. I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll debate on who we think is the greatest of all time and whatnot. Okay, Brandon, let's see what Brandon. What do you think of the O line playing well these past couple weeks? Uh, you're the you're the guy who is the O line expert of the show, so I'll delegate that one to you. And why you got to throw that at me, man? <laughs> All right, no, yeah, no, I got it. No, well, Brandon knows. Brandon's been on my feed for quite some time. He's been following me for a little bit. So, um, Brandon, I will say, hey, the last couple weeks, I am impressed, but not content. Um, there's to me, it's what an NFL offensive line should be. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me to be overly excited about it, sure. I mean, I, I'm happy to see what, what they've done uh, for the last couple of weeks. But um, let's face it. They haven't faced an elite pass rusher like Von Miller. And that's what scares me. So I will find out this week. And I'll give my opinions uh, last last two games, I honestly, the irony is the last two games, I didn't watch the offensive line very much. Uh, 
But this next game, I will be. And it seems like every time I watch the offensive line, they do really horrible, and I got a lot to say about it. So then again, maybe I shouldn't watch the O-line because I want them to do good. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, so. H-Train says, our defense is eighth. Where do you think it ranks by week 16? Um, I guess we can both kind of answer that one. Personally, with the schedule we have, I see our defense playing pretty well throughout the rest of the season. Um, I would say it stays in the top 10. Not sure about top five, uh, maybe right at fifth, but we have the the potential to go as far as one if, if we're being fully honest. It just depends on how how uh, if this team can play to their capabilities. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to top ten. You know what? I'll, I'll go five. I'll go I'll go right at the border of top five. I think we finished the season heading into the playoffs a top five defense. Uh, you got JJ Watt, Davian Clowney. If everyone. You know, can stay healthy, stay together. Honey Badger's doing his thing. Kareem Jackson, you know, uh, the, the secondary is just dealing with injuries right now. But, uh, you know, everyone, for the most part, has been playing pretty well on defense. I, I don't have much to complain about right now on defense. Sure, we needed to address it um, in the trade, you know, deadline, but we didn't. We're going to have to roll what we got. Um, but, yeah, I, I think with the schedule, with the competition we're going up against the rest of the, uh, the season, I, I believe we cracked top five by week 16. I guess I have to answer now. You do. Judging by uh, your face, I'm guessing you don't agree. <laughs> no. I, I say we're we're top 15, if not 15. Really? Even uh, with the our, competition we have the rest of the way? Yeah. Even with the competition we have the rest of the way. Because you got to think, we're talking about total defense, right? Total defense, and we're going to go up against pass-happy teams coming up. Hmm. Uh, I don't have faith in our secondary. I have faith in our safety. Let me phrase this. I have faith in our safeties, mm-hmm. but our corner play oh, is yeah. going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And unless Whitney Merciless, which is starting to turn around like I said he would, <laughs> this season, and, I call that one too. And where does he make his plays all the time? On the weak side. Boy, <laughs> I know my shit. What can I say? So I'm just saying, um, I just to me, I, I say 15th, honestly. So – that's understandable. Uh, uh, Dennis has got one. Who's your favorite Texans player right now? Oh, bro, I'll take you. Can have that one. Um, that's a tough one, man. I, I, it's hard to, it's hard not to say Deshaun Watson. I mean, for me at least, it's hard. It's hard not to pick him. But uh, mm, I won't, I won't go the easier. I feel like Deshaun's the easy route. I'll say, I'll say Hopkins. I'll say DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is playing his ass off. I truly believe that he gets overlooked in the conversation for best receiver in the league. Um, the man has glue for hands. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you find some stick on those gloves. I really wouldn't. That He makes some of the most insane catches. And they're always overturned, by the way. The ones that, uh, you know, that are the most ridiculous are always overturned. But he has the capability of making some insane grabs. I mean... You, I'll, I'll match him up against any cornerback in the league. I'm take, I'm taking Hopkins. Uh, you know, I love the dude. He, he plays his ass off. He's not cocky, but he's confident. Uh, he, he, he walks a very thin line, but he's, he's, he's very confident in himself, and I like that. Um, just listen to some of the stuff he says after games. You know, listen to his post game, you know, press conferences. They're, they're hilarious. Um, I think he said something about the catch being overturned. He, I think he made a bunch of people laugh. Albeit, I think the reporters were just kissing his ass by laughing, but he said, someone owes me an apology. 
uh, for the catch. And I, I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, right he now, my favorite my favorite player would have to be Hopkins. Huge man. You know? it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, how do you do that? How do you even think to do that? Give me a break, man. Well, who's your favorite Texan, James? My favorite Texans player, and it's because Bill I am O'Brien. A- is no Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, Will Fuller. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. I'm never going to no. hear the end of that one, by the way. He's going to keep bringing uh, that up the rest of the season. And it's going to be, oh, it's so good. So good. So, um, <laughs> what, I, what I'm going to do is, um, I want to say, because I'm a homer for him and I, and I scouted him immensely. And when we drafted him, I freaked out. And couldn't believe it. And even though he kind of banged up right now, is Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham is my favorite. Um, I think his potential is through the roof. I think he's so versatile that Rack doesn't know what the hell to do with them. Sometimes he's at weak outside. Sometimes he's at strong. Sometimes he's at mid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, dude, they even had him playing slot. Uh-huh. He, I'm not shitting you. They had him playing slot a couple times. That's so versatile as a linebacker, it's ridiculous. And I've been saying it when we drafted him. This guy, man, you give him a couple years, and he's going to put it all together and be outstanding. As a matter of fact, a couple of our wins have become key stops because of what he did on the field. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. But right now, Zach Cunningham is my favorite, followed closely by Whitney Merciless. And I like him, Whitney, because he's been here so long, and I'm I'm so familiar with his skill set. And he, I don't think he gets a lot of praise for what he does out of position that he's playing. He he plays such a good strong side outside backer, and he's overshadowed by you know Clowney and Watt so much that you forget he's there. And I think that's an advantage for him. But again, it's like I tell you guys, when you put him on the weak side versus the strong side, he can set the edge on the strong side like no one's business. But you put him on the weak side, and he's and to my in my personal opinion, he's a better pass rusher than Clown is. Hands down, yeah. not better than JJ, but definitely better than Clowney. His his moves are incredible, man. Brandon asked, so, "Would you bring back Kevin Johnson from IR?" I would cut Kevin Johnson if I could. But um, James, would you bring back Kevin Johnson from IR? Hell no! Not only would I not bring him back, but I would try to find someone to trade a seventh round pick for his ass. Like I don't want, I don't want him. He was a very big Rick Smith blow. He Rick Smith dropped that one, dropped that one big time. Meanwhile, Marcus Peters could have been on this team and probably would still be here. And I'm just saying, you you had you had a ch- hell no. I don't want Kevin Johnson anywhere near my lineup. He to me he's like he's like cancer. He just spreads, dude. It's like I let me look what happened. JJ got hurt. It's because he's watching Kevin Johnson. I don't know. I don't know. The guy just I, I never liked Kevin Johnson. We dragged, I said it then. I was like, dude, Kevin who? Like, no one knew who the hell the dude was. <laughs> like, you know, it, it was kind of a reach pick if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, do you remember you wanted to trade JJ? Still want to do that? <laughs> I'm assuming he's talking to you because this is the first time yeah, they're no, talking to me. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis is talking shit right now. That's fine. I'll take I'll take the hit on this one. Yeah. Uh, do I still want to trade JJ? Uh, no. Um, I don't want to take. I, I don't want to trade JJ away, 
But I will say this. If JJ gets severely hurt and is out for the rest of the season, yes, I would want to trade him because he's become a liability. Um, I would tell you this. I would rather trade Jadavion Clowney or Will Fuller over uh, JJ right now. Yeah. And the only reason I was even saying trade JJ in the first place is because no one thought he would come back and do what he's doing. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. To be honest, quite frankly, JJ wants a lot of things, but what I will say is his tenacity and his will to overcome adversary adversity is ridiculous. I have never seen anyone. Dude, I've played defensive line. For your back and your knee to be completely out of whack and to come back and produce at the level you're producing at is retarded. It's unheard of, and I it's frankly the guy's a machine. He's he's a machine. It's insane. Yeah. Um H train. Has a question that we've talked about before, but we'll still we'll address it again. Uh, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you know who I want. But uh, Ace Train asks <laughs> prediction on our next coach. Who do you think it will be or should be? Um, like I said earlier, I don't think that there's going to be a coaching change until we implode again. Um, when that happens, who knows? Hell, hell, it could be this season. We could lose out for all we know. Nothing's certain, but. Um, as far as who I think it should be, look, I'm a Clemson guy. Uh, I love Clemson. I love the football organ, uh, the, the football, uh, <laughs> James is just giving me the funniest look. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, they produce some amazing players. We got DeAndre Hopkins for them. We got Deshaun Watson for them. There's, there's other guys in the league who, you know, the Sammy Watkins, you got, uh, I think, I believe CJ Spiller when he, when he was, uh, lighting it up, he, he played at Clemson as well. There's just so many great talent from Clemson. Um, so with that being said, Dabo Sweeney would be my first, uh, target at head coaching. Um, I reunite him with Deshaun Watson. I mean, you can only imagine what, what uh, the chemistry's there. They, the guy, not to mention Dabo Sweeney has so much high praise for Deshaun Watson. When the guy was coming out of the draft, H train, that's mine. You're a smart man, H train. Um, when he was coming out of the draft, this guy compared him to Michael Jordan. He said this is the Michael Jordan of football and that people who pass on him is going are going to regret it. And I believe him. I truly do believe him. In a few years, I think this guy is going to be one of the – referred to as one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. And I think that uh, Dabo Sweeney was just going to help him get there even faster. Um, however, when we've talked about this before, we've acknowledged Dabo Sweeney has such a sweet deal at Clemson. There is absolutely no way he would leave – um, so with that being said, I think a guy that I would like and a, a more realistic guy that we could land at head coach is Lovey Smith, former Bears, Buccaneers coach. That is what James loves. <laughs> He's giving me the thumbs up right now. But um, Lovey Smith, I think not only would he be good for Deshaun and the offense, I think he'd be tremendous for the defense. Um, you know, I, I think his 4-6 uh, is – we would thrive. I think we would thrive, man. I, I, I really think – Lovey Smith, even after Kubiak was fired, when we were uh, interviewing coaches, I believe Lovey was one of the first guys interviewed. I was praying to God that that was the guy that they were going to sign. I, I thought it was going to be him. I did too. But uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, came out of Penn State and, and they signed him. And, uh, you know, apparently he's this quarterback guru and I'm still I'm still waiting on the return for that. But, um, yeah, we're going to keep waiting on that one. But <laughs> I won't get into that right now. But um, yeah, Lovey Smith, Dabo Sweeney would be number one. That's uh, unrealistic in my opinion. So uh, Lovey Smith would be my guy. 
Uh, mine would be um, Paterno <laughs> and, or Nick Saban. <laughs> no, guys, complete joke. Oh, my God. No, not uh, – he stole mine. It should be Lovey Smith. Um, the 4-6 uh, bear defense, his, his Tampa 2 coverage – uh, kind of defense that he runs fits this uh, roster perfectly that it's it's almost insane to think about what he could do with a cover think about this Tampa two cover it's basically cover two it's just basically two safeties deep at all time for the most part right with honey badger and Reed emerging and Kajo and uh, Kajo good lord um <laughs> Kareem Jackson <laughs> looking good at safety Holy crap, dude. Uh, then you actually have Clowney. Then you actually have Watt playing defensive end only instead of standing up. Even though Clowney's proved to – when he's up the middle standing up, he's, he, surprises, he surprises me a lot when he gets in the backfield as well as he does. But um, Lovey would be my first choice. Uh, my dream – my dream coach. Chucky. Gruden. Don't you ever <laughs> – Say that. That's last. Keep that shit uh, in Oakland, LA, or Vegas, wherever they're going. I'm pretty sure um, Oakland wants to no, trade him back to ESPN. Right. No, my honestly, my dream pick, and a lot of people are going to laugh at me, but wherever this man has gone, his offenses have done nothing but put up points all the time. Mike Leach. Okay. I'm not. I, I'm, not I'm actually not mad at that one. I, because you think about a Mike Leach offense in the hands of the receivers we have now along with Deshaun Watson oh my god man and I know that's saying and I know that's kind of crazy but I I don't want I I really really truthfully I, I why I say lovey is because I really think a defensive head coach is more successful in the NFL it, it's just proven throughout history there's not very many offensive minded, minded geniuses in the league that go on to greatness as a head coach uh, actually many more falter rather than succeed so um i just think in my personal opinion um i i just i like first off i think what happened at texas tech with leach was bullshit i think that was all political that had nothing to do with the situation that he had no control over frankly uh if you don't know the full story behind that you can go you got google go google it all right um but uh i i honest everywhere he's gone he's in washington state right now Washington State is a is leading the Pac-12 after three years of him being there. That's insane. You have to put that. In, just keep that in mind. So um, I just think if you're gonna bring in an offensive-minded guy, which I really think Houston would do, um, I, that would that would be my dream pick, honestly. So H Train just with the great questions here. A non-Texans question. I think Kansas City will fall in the playoffs because of defense being last place. Do you really think they are legit, or are people too hyped? People too hyped, man. <laughs> people, people with I've I've been saying it since the emergence of Mahomes. Even with okay, you have to keep in mind Kansas City when uh, when they were going with um, Alex Smith was producing pretty well. I, I don't I don't know why people forget that. I mean Alex yeah. Smith was doing. Really well. If you want to talk about 
but a guy that gets shafted a lot in the league, yep. Alex Smith gets replaced more as as an above average quarterback more than any quarterback I've ever seen in the league. He starts doing good at San Francisco, they ship him. Starts doing good at Kansas City, they ship him. Like like I don't I don't understand it. Like I, I don't know, maybe he just rubs people the wrong way. All I know is that every time Alex Smith plays Houston, he runs all over him. Runs all over him. Literally runs all over him. He, he has near 100 yards rushing every time he plays Houston for whatever damn reason. I don't know why, but um, I think they I think they are not legit. I think they are overhyped big time. I also think that um, that we're gonna find out real quick because uh, their schedule gets pretty tough. It's it's already been kind of rough, but it gets really tough coming up. So we're gonna find out how good they really are. So I actually have a question for people in the chat. Uh, what, yeah. Um, what do you think of the streams quality? Uh, what can be improved? What do you like? Uh, does the audio sound good? How's the video? Um, you know, just things that we can improve on. This is the first time we're doing this live. We usually just record it non-video. So any feedback we can get from you guys would be awesome. Um, with that being said, uh, we can keep rolling on with questions you might, you guys might have. H-Train, which AFC powerhouse team we might have to face in playoffs do we match up with the best? I said Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, I like Baltimore uh, if that happens too. Um, As far as powerhouse goes, I like, I think I mentioned it earlier, the two likely opponents are Kansas City and New England. Right. Um, As of now. Yeah, as of right now, as far as powerhouses go. um, I think... My, I initially want to say the Chiefs, that we match up better with them. And the reason I say that is because I believe they drop off the second half of the season. Yeah, they had a, I think they blew us out in the playoffs, actually, the last time we played them. But look at who we had you know, playing for us. Um, but I would much rather face them in the playoffs than the Patriots. Um, I believe they probably give us a better chance of making it to the conference title game uh, than you know, playing New England, uh, Tom Brady just has always had our number, regular season and postseason. Um, so, yeah, I would go with Kansas City is probably the one we match up with best. I believe defensively they don't scare me. They're last. Uh, I believe Deshaun would be able to get some stuff going on them. Um, maybe – okay. Good. Well, I'll, I'll address that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, uh, I believe it, it would – I would definitely pick Kansas City uh, over New England as the powerhouse. But uh, what about you, Ray? Well, I don't know. My quality and my mic sucks. Apparently, <laughs> according to Brandon. I'm doing it on my computer, man. My computer sucks, but my phone has got great quality. So get off me. Um, actually, I think he kind of sold me, man. I really – I actually, thinking about it, um, I really think KC is the better one we match up against too, honestly. Um I can't believe I'm saying that. Now I sit here and think about it. Uh, it, it makes sense. It makes complete sense. So, um, see, after the season is over, what do you think we do for corner? Dude, we have to draft corner. It's that simple. We have to draft corner, and that's, that's basically <laughs> it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just seeing Brandon's comment. Ray Ray using his toaster to record. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what I'm talking about, man. But like, wait, before before we before we take a yard, I'm just saying, man, that's how this works. 
before we address that, uh, yeah, Ray, obviously, we're, wor- we're working on getting him a mic, for one. We're working on getting him a mic. Audio will be a lot better uh, soon. I won't say yeah. how soon because that's Ray's deal. As far as uh, video quality, look, there's only so much I can do in regards to Wi-Fi connection, whether it's my end or his. I can't control that. Um, so th- the picture quality can only be so great. We both live in Houston. Maybe one day we can do one in person. Who knows? Uh, we can figure that out when the time comes. Um, I, I personally think that would be fair. Yeah, I personally think us doing one together, watching the draft live, would be pretty cool and interacting with everyone. Maybe we can. Oh, dude, you can... don't want to do that. I'm, I'm insane <laughs> in the draft. Like, I, I don't know. I get yeah, pretty crazy we'll... too. I was flipping stuff over when we drafted Deshaun, so maybe we'll both go viral or something. Oh, yeah, but... dude, you have no idea. I was hot. <laughs> I like the fuller. The the one that I got the most crap about was the fuller pick because i got so many dislikes for that video it was so bad i was so i was livid pissed because i was wanting sterling shepherd or mike thomas everyone else was saying treadwell or coleman i was saying no give me mike thomas or give me sterling shepherd who incidentally enough have been pretty productive pros yeah i mean i'm not saying they have the stats that will does well no i don't know mike thomas has had a pretty pretty good career so far so i mean dude I don't know, man. I just I when it when it look when it's draft time, it, it's no it's not play it's not fun for me because I'm 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 all business because I've done so much scouting and so much crap and I see who drafts the players that I want to like I, I just it's hard for me. Yeah. So I mean it would be fun because you'd get initial reaction, but <laughs> man, you guys you'd be like. But yeah, we'll we'll work that out in the future. Like I said, this is just the first of many. Um. As far as Ray's, you know, quality, like I said, audio, we're going to fix that. Uh, video, we're doing this over Google Hangouts, so, I, you know, we can only do so much about the video quality, but uh, we'll figure it out, you know, we'll uh, we'll address that, you know, in the future. I'm, 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 we're going to come back to the cornerback question, don't worry. I just want to address Dennis's uh, statements uh, since it's kind of on the same topic. He said, I have to say I really like these types of streams where you get two opinions. I watched Ray for a while now. Always like his take on the Texans. Now with the both of you, we get different opinions. I like it. Uh, thank you, Dennis. Uh, thank you for that. Um, yeah. Ray Ray, bring Edman in here. <laughs> oh, God, no. Don't bring that dude in here, man. <laughs> I, look, I'm convinced Edman lives to troll me. I'm. It, it's so bad. He. Uh, this is the same guy that said Aaron Coleman's a lockdown corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same guy that said Sufilo was a good offensive lineman. Just don't do it, please. Just don't do it. It's it's too much. I like my brain can't handle some of the crap he says sometimes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might be fun. I don't know. H chain. Yeah, like, don't do it. See, I'm telling you, man. My dudes know, man. It, 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 when it comes to that guy, there's something about that guy that just rubs me the wrong damn way. I don't know what it is. There you go. I think it's like it's like that. It's like there's that. There's always that one duty to work or at school that you don't know what it is, but they just, just you just want to beat their ass like yeah. for no damn reason other than just I don't like you like that's, that's, that's just I don't know. And I mean I I've never met the guy I talked to him online and I don't really hate him I just <laughs> oh man just some of the takes he has are just I, I feel like they're literally manufactured for troll and it just drives me insane. And some of my, the funny thing is as stupid as it sounds, I try not to get too animated during my videos, but as you all know, 
when when it's something retarded, when someone says something really stupid to me, I, I can't help it. It just it's a trigger. I, I don't know what it is. Like you know, people were oh my god, the Khalil Mack versus Clowny thing. I, I still get hounded this day about that crap. Still get hounded, and I was right by the way for the record. I don't care what. And he and he ended up on my other team, so I can't complain. Yeah, you know what? I was right about that. And our time has proven me right. Thank you very much. So, but uh, no, man, it's you know, uh, like uh, like John said, we're trying to get a mic, and I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm actually getting. I'm trying to get a setup together where it's like I have. Uh, if any of you guys have watched Soft Sports, I'm trying to have like my own kind of. Um, you know, I want to have a background. I don't want to just, you know, oh, look at my bed and my curtains. You know, I don't want, you know, like I'm wanting to have like a, you know, production value so people can enjoy it, can understand it, and we can, you know, do things like that. Um, uh, I will still be doing soft sports too. I mean, this is not like a conflict of interest or anything like that. I'll still be doing my own videos. This is competition. This is war, boys. Oh, my God. Don't, don't. See, now he's going to make it a big deal. See, now I'm going to have to go answer for this shit. No, it's okay. No, it's not. It's not. It's really. I'm joking. I mean, I'm joking. No, I know. He is. He's joking, guys. But, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they're they're really worried that I'm, like, I'm jumping over. I, I'm not. I'm just. Everyone, everyone that I communicate with and everyone that I do videos with and podcasts with and stuff like that. My screen's moving. Um, You know. They just like like my takes, so I just go where I'm liked, you know. Um, it's interesting to see who follows me to all the different areas. I find that funny, uh, and I like that. It shows to me it shows that you guys truly do like my takes, and um, it's kind of humbling and also refreshing at the same time. So, but uh, but thank you guys, I appreciate. It. Again, I don't Again, mean I don't to keep mean push. To keep oh, okay. Push. I'm, okay, I'm hearing I'm echo on you and. Hey, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if you turned your volume up or what. I'm just letting you know. No, I just got janky ass computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't mean to keep pushing down the corner question, but Ace Train said something that I'm I'm finding very hilarious. I got a Brock Osweiler rookie card for sale. How much do you think it's worth? Um, Half a penny. <laughs> like a hay nickel. Oh man, I don't think that'll. Oh no, I don't think that'll be able to even get you that like one yen i don't know man <laughs> take your pick dude <laughs> like a quarter of a peso i don't know man <laughs> uh, how how often do y'all stream or drop videos well typically this is a bit of a, a different situation like i said if you listen to the podcast it's available on itunes and uh soundcloud by the way also we have the audio versions available on this youtube channel um if you listen to the podcast, we usually drop one hours after every Texans game uh, on Sundays. Now, if it's a primetime game, uh, we usually do it the next day. But we had issues um, uh, Thursday night after the Texans game. Me and Ray each had personal things we had to do. Uh, you know, he works. He has a family. I work 24-7. Um, so, you know, we had some stuff. And that will probably happen from time to time. Uh, but, I, you know, usually it will be the Sundays. Um after the Texans games at night towards maybe around where we started today, nine o'clock um, we'll be streaming, you know, talking about the games. We'll also be talking about Astros news, Rockets news. Like Ray mentioned earlier, the only reason we haven't talked to Rockets or Astros is because there really isn't much going on right now uh, in regards to those teams. Harden's hurt right now. 
they've lost, I believe, one of three. I think they played today. I'm not sure what the score was. I haven't checked yet. Um, and the Astros, free agents, like we said, as we expected, as to be expected. So um, not, yep. nothing completely out of the ordinary, nothing too much new to talk about there. But um, in regards to when we stream and when we do videos, we uh, typically do it the Sundays of Texans games at night. Um, by week, we'll probably, like we said, we'll be doing our fantasy draft. And I believe that by week is after the Denver game. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, and yeah, so that's typically when we do it. Um, they're one in five, the Rockets. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. They are horrible age trained. <laughs> they're horrible right now. I hope they pick it up soon. Um, but yeah, uh, that's typically when we Six do it. Six games keep gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's early. It's early, so there's nothing to worry about right now. When we get midway into the season, then we'll we'll start, you know, throwing shit against the wall. Um, but yeah, uh, that's typically when we do it. Sunday nights, maybe we'll sprinkle sprinkle in an extra one every now and then. Who knows? But uh, for right now, it's it's once a week, uh, typically on Sundays. Uh, okay, let's go back. Okay, we've we've pushed this question back far enough. Um, after the season, uh, this was from H train earlier. After the season is over, what do you think we do for corner? Go, you can start that one. <laughs> I think we should have addressed it today. Yeah. Um, I think they just, they have to draft a corner, man. They have to draft a corner high. They need to draft a corner and an O lineman with their first two, first three picks. Uh, first, the first round and two second rounds. They got to, they got to bring someone in that's going to contribute right away. It can't be a uh, a let's just wait and see if they can pan out kind of thing. It needs to be someone that can, they can take right now and they can come in. Now, to say I've scouted those guys, I can tell you no. As of right now, I have not done my due diligence uh, as far as corners go. And uh, honestly, not a really big corner guy. All I know is that fluidity of hips, change of direction, and length – to me, are key attributes to a corner. Um, I haven't looked at hardly any of them. Uh, as far as offensive linemen, oh, that's a different story because I also have to play put. That's my speciality. That's that's what I do really well. So I've I've already got a top five list of offensive linemen. Um, I've looked at vast amount of tape, uh, plus measurables, plus their career, plus where they've played, who they've played. I've I do all my usual. Uh, stats and stuff, and I'll be bringing that video probably at on my stream at the bye week. I may even do one with uh, John. Just kind of uh, touch base with him and then look at it. So um, we have we have to get a corner in the draft. Uh, I don't really think there's many corners in this upcoming free agency that are going to be worth going out and getting. Plus, you got to remember we got to pay Honey Badger. We'll probably have to. Uh, restructure a few contracts. Maybe maybe they pay Clowney. I mean, like it, it all hinges on who they pay before we go and, and grab free agencies. As you guys know, I'm not a big component of free agency, um, but I am a big component of building through the draft. And you have to build right. And that's kind of the big problem. So, um, Dennis asks, are you guys going to do draft videos on this channel? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially for NFL. I I, I honestly couldn't tell you about. Uh, NBA or MLB. I, I don't watch college uh, basketball or baseball. I do watch college football. Um, James, I don't know if you watch college basketball or, or baseball. If you want to do draft videos on that front, no. I'll okay. So. No, I do not watch college basketball. As a matter of fact, I watch very little basketball. Um, uh, but I do watch college baseball. I'm very familiar with college baseball uh, and prospects, so I could I could do one of those. 
along. And as you guys know, I am always, always going to do draft videos and mock draft videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just because it's it's fun and I and that's what I love doing the most. I'm convinced another life I was a scout. So I'm almost convinced <laughs> because I just I love it. Like I can spend eight hours looking at stat sheets and video and not even think twice about it and just keep going. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll definitely do draft videos on here. Um, hell, I'll it, since you know James watches college baseball. Um, I'll I'll even produce some on here and I'll just sit back and let him take the reins and I'll just work the you know, the production of the video, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're for sure going to be doing draft videos for, uh, for football and, uh, I guess baseball now that we know that James watches college, college baseball. Um, Ace train, why have only two teams converted a offside kick so far? Why is it harder now to get offside kicks? Says offside. Um, I, I honestly think it has to do with the turf. Um, it's hard to get an onside kick. We used to – I remember in, in well, high school and in college, we would spend at least 10 minutes on onside kicks um, on that off chance that we get there. And some people do it differently. Some people lay the ball flat and kick it from the inside out, which makes it kind of spin back towards uh, the 10-yard line and has a crazy hop and it's hard to catch. Some use it off the tee and kick the top of it and hope to get that bounce and hope that your guy's quick enough to get there in 10 yards. It all depends. Like, so I just think that onside kicks aren't an oddity. There is no real sound way to recover an onside kick. It's a lot of luck versus a lot of skill, and that's the reality. To me, I would take my three biggest, baddest uh, bulldozing linebackers and haul them, have them haul ass and hit the first three guys that are trying to touch the ball and having a wide receiver right up their ass to go jump up and get it. But that's not uncommon. I mean, that's that's a very common theme when trying to get an onside kick. But in all honesty, it, to me, onside kicks is so much more luck than it is skill that it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Uh, we'll do one last question before we wrap things up. Uh, we'll go with Brandon since he just added a new one in right now. Why isn't the NFL enforcing that new helmet rule anymore? Uh, I, I I don't remember which game it was. Might have been a Texans game, but I remember recently. Maybe actually, maybe it was a uh, what was that? Was it the Saints? No. Well, there was an afternoon game that was on on Fox. If you guys are in the local area, you know what game was on Fox in the afternoon at three um, this past Sunday. Uh, that game, I believe there was a hit. There it was. Uh, Green Bay. Who was Green Bay playing? The Rams, right? I believe there was a hit in that game where it was not called. Uh, maybe that's what Brandon's referring to. Um, but yeah, I noticed that as well. Uh, James, what's your take on that? Um, I think they're not enforcing it because people are bitching about it so much. I would say that's more of the reason more than anything. If you go on any to the NFL boards when they're talking about NFL penalties, in particular the helmet rule, everyone's livid pissed about it. Everyone's pissed about it. And and you gotta be you think about it from an NFL business standpoint, they can't win. They can't win because if they don't enforce the rule, they're inciting brain contusions and you know, all these concussions and you have concussion syndrome and people trying to off themselves and you know, so they can't win on that aspect, and then they can't win on enforcing the rule because everyone's like, let them play. 
So, you know, not only that, but you have to think about it. That the, the helmet rule itself is a stupid rule because if you have a, a offensive guy who ducks his head down and the guy, the defender is going into the chest with his shoulder and he happens to hit, even if he hits the helmet with his shoulder pad, it's still a foul. That is the dumbest damn thing. It, it, to me, it's like it's almost as stupid as uh, the targeting call for college. You kick the kid out of uh, out of the game if it, if, yeah. it, if you roll it as targeting. What if that's the last game that kid's ever going to play in his collegiate career, mm-hmm. and you kicked him out because he was playing hard? Like, I mean, to me, the rules rules are are a necessity, but there is a very, very, very thin line. What is going to be incidental contact versus intentional? Like, you can tell. If you've played football for any amount of number of years, I can tell when someone's intentionally trying to hurt you. I don't know. Adamica Sue stepping on your balls or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of intentional. You know, uh, someone going sh- strictly for your head when you're up in the air trying to catch a ball and they're not going for the ball, you can tell it's intentional. When someone's going for your legs as you're up in the air, kind of intentional. They could kind of they could they could jump up and make the tackle in a different way, but to me, it's just it's it's another it's to me okay. I'm about to go on a rant. I know you guys are ready, so here it comes. <laughs> it's a Ray Ray rant. I, it pisses me off the pussification of NFL football right now. It pisses me off because you go back and you look at the old school guys. They 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 used to clothesline each other. They used to to tackle people by their helmet. And rip them off their heads. They used to, they used to take their knees and like swipe and jab at them. Like, I mean, it was a brutal ass sport, you know, kind of like rugby is now. Like rugby, man, you anything goes. You get clothesline, it's your ass. You should have been paying attention. My point is, you signed up to play this sport. You know the dangers of the sport. So you're gonna sit there and you're gonna pussify it so no one gets hurt or anything like that. Look, man, there's always gonna be that one player like a. Uh, Roski or some or a or a, um, a dude from the Bengals, something like that. That's gonna go out intentionally trying to hurt people. But if you ask Mike Singletary, Night Train Lane, Lawrence Taylor, they were trying to get you out of the game. They were trying to hurt you. It has nothing to do with anything other than that. So, I mean, to me, it's just it's it's it. When you make more rules, you make the game unfair and not worth watching. Um, and with that, we're going to come to a close on this one, guys. Um, thanks for everyone who's been on the live feed interacting with us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I really do. Um, we'll be doing this uh, as per usual uh, once a week, every Sunday. We'll be back this Sunday after the game um, against Denver. Um, one thing that I will – I'll plug a few things before we head out, and then I'll, I'll go back to James. Um if you are a UFC fan, and I, I, I won't talk about MMA much on this stream, if not at all, but the only reason I'm going to is because we are a Houston's uh, sports uh, show. Uh, this weekend, UFC 230, Derek Lewis, uh, Houston native, he will be competing for the UFC heavyweight title against Daniel Cormier in the main event uh, in Madison Square Garden. Uh, so show your support. Houston guy, man. He's fighting for the heavyweight title of the world. This is going to be a big one. It's going to be a great fight, a uh, great all-around pay-per-view. So if you... Uh, buy the pay-per-view and you check it out i promise you're gonna get your money's worth um for those of you who don't know i am a sports writer i do cover mma so i will be 
you know, plugging stuff like this from now and now and every now and then. Uh, I cover mixed martial arts. I cover professional wrestling. You know, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, um, if you want to check out some of my writing, I work for a website such as LowKickMMA.com, MMAnews.com. I cover the Texans for USA Today over at uh, TexansWire.com. Um, and yeah, man, maybe we'll, I see H train talking about college ball right now. Maybe we'll talk about some college ball. My teams, he says my teams are the Longhorns and, uh, Candace Jayhawks for basketball. Uh, I'm a Longhorns fan myself. I like the Longhorns. Uh, I don't know how James feels about Texas college football, but, uh, maybe we can talk about that too. I don't know. Uh, we definitely would have, would have had a lot to talk about for the Longhorns, uh, this past Saturday, if you watched the game. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah uh, that's basically all i gotta say guys um james you got anything you want to say before we head out nothing guys thank you for coming in man we're gonna keep doing this tell your friends share it with people man let them know we're here and, and you know so sub to this sub to the channel man it's brand new um if you know any of your friends that are watching my stream you know you, you can just point them to this one too because i'll be doing this one and this one so uh, my balls got hot. Jesus. <laughs> hey, wait, James, do you watch the UFC? Do you, uh, uh, if you know what that reference is from, it's from Derek Lewis, but that's that's where he said in his last fight, so that's why people bring it up a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a... No, man, I, I don't watch... This guy literally of... got through knocking someone out, and he was exhausted. He's this big fella. It's a, it's the heavyweight division, so he was sweaty, and he, t- he literally took his shorts off in his post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, and uh, he asked him why. He said... My balls were hot, or my balls was hot. So that was his explanation. <laughs> that, I ain't gonna lie, that's pimping right there. Dude. Connor fan <laughs> right here. Hey, it's it was it was Khabib time on in October sixth, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but but thank you guys for stopping by. We're gonna close it down for that night, man. You guys keep coming by, keep supporting us. Uh, we are. I, I'm almost positive we're gonna end up doing a together stream yeah. uh, in the same room to where there's great quality and not Ray Ray toaster quality. You know, <laughs> just go from there. But you know, uh, as for usual, Ray Ray keep the ridiculously real. And it's my boy John, and I think we're out, guys. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>